you this morning to find your sermon notes there in the middle page. You can follow along as we go. More importantly, to talk about it later on with your family and most especially to live the message that you hear once again this morning. So we have been talking about Hollywood heroes, superheroes these last seven weeks, eight weeks counting uh, today. So if you were to put together the ultimate superhero, in other words, just use qualities from all of the heroes we've talked about or others that you are aware of, what would that person look like? Now, I'm not talking about the superpowers, but rather the character and the qualities of that individual. So, my perfect superhero would have the ideal righteousness of Captain America. He was such a good guy. He was always trying to do the right thing. The genius of Iron Man, Tony Stark. He had such an incredible mind. <clears throat> the discipline of Luke Skywalker. And that would certainly come in handy to have that kind of discipline. The focus of the Batman. The power of Superman and the love of Wonder Woman. And yet if I put all of those qualities together in just one single person, I would not yet have Jesus. Because Jesus is the only one who is absolutely perfect. He's the only one who has never sinned. Now, there's lots of commonalities of all the superheroes to Jesus, but even if we put them all together, they wouldn't make up Jesus. Again, if we went through our list of superheroes, we see that they all have flaws, don't they? Captain America, yes idealistic, trying to do the right thing, but wouldn't you admit, I don't know if Captain America would, but we would all see it, he's just a tad self-righteous, don't you think? You know people like that, truly good people, but just a tad self-righteous, which is rather annoying, which is why Tony Stark often wanted to kill him. We know those people, right? And, of course, Iron, we have uh, Iron Man himself, he, let's just say it, he's a narcissistic, selfish playboy. Uh, a few flaws there, not just one. Luke Skywalker, great self-discipline. Well, not always, though, was there. In the beginning, he was rather rash. He would, he would go into battle before he was prepared, and it often put his friends in jeopardy. The Batman, yes, very focused, but also rather cruel. Rather cruel. He loved to hurt people. Superman had great power, but he also could be manipulated. And how many of the movies was Superman, and of course the, the greatest one where he is the enemy of Batman, because he could destroy the entire world. And Wonder Woman, though she had such selflessness, she loved and cared about so many people, she was rather naive. And she was always getting herself in trouble. So they all have flaws. Now I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, you are rather flawed yourself. Can you do that? <clears throat> yes, and you can even point to me, you are rather flawed yourself. And it's true. Because the superheroes, even though they have superpowers and talents and abilities, they're still human just like us. And we, too, then, 
have those flaws, don't we? We have pride and we have selfishness and we are lonely. And as Paul writes, we often know what the right thing is to do, but we don't always do it. We're all flawed human beings. Only one of us is perfect, and that's Jesus. And it's not just that he was without <coughs> sin. <coughs> His enemies also would admit that they couldn't find <coughs> any fault in him either. Those were the famous words of Pilate. I find no fault in this man. Even the Pharisees who were his mortal enemies, literally, they wanted to kill him at every turn. You know, all they could really come up with was, uh, 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 he's demon-possessed. I mean, how else do you explain the miracles? He's, he's got to have a devil. That's, that's all they could come up with. Oh, and of course, that he worked on the Sabbath. Well, so did the priests. It was their job, and Jesus was healing people on the Sabbath because he is God. The Pharisees, the only other alternative, he's either demon-possessed or he's God. He's perfect. And he is without sin. And so he remains unique in all of human history. Now, not just because he is without sin. That would certainly make him unique. He's unique because of his miracles. So not just that he didn't sin, but also what he did do and how he did it. He cared for the poor. He cared for the outcast. He cared for the lonely. He cared for the hurting. But also, he is the only person in all of history, the only prophet, the only religious founder who makes himself the message. Think about that. Every other prophet is pointing you to a new way to find God. Buddha the Eightfold Path to Enlightenment. Muhammad, follow all these steps, all these pillars, do all these things, and then maybe you can get to God or Allah. Jesus is the only one who says, I am the way, because I am God. And I am the only one where you don't have to work your way to God, but rather is God I will work my way to you. Jesus says, you don't have to find God, but rather as God, I have come to find you. But not only that, Jesus is the only one who has come to serve others rather than himself. He even says, the Son of Man has, has not come to be served even though that is what we ought to do, but rather to serve and to give up his life as a ransom for many. From the very beginning, he said, I am a servant. I am the sacrifice. I am the Lamb of God, and I will be slaughtered. I will go to my death so that you might live forever. As you go down the list here, look at all these things. He gave up power rather than seeking it. So, pop quiz here. <clears throat> Does anybody remember the famous aphorism that Lord Acton said about 
power. There you go. Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. All right, second pop quiz. Do you remember the end of his quote? Anybody? He also said that great men are almost always bad men. Great people are almost always bad people because their ego is so huge. <clears throat> they may do great things, but it is only because they have such an enormous ego in view of themselves. Is that Jesus? He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. He's the creator of the universe, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And yet what title does he give himself? The son of man. In all humility, he doesn't even call himself God. Think about all that he does. When he's tempted by the devil, he doesn't call down a, <clears throat> a whole army of angels <clears throat> to protect him, but rather... Just as a, as a human being, in all humility, he simply uses the word of God. When he prays in the garden, he doesn't pray for his will to be done, but rather for his Father's will to be done, even though he knows that will is going to take him to the cross and to his death. Even when he rides triumphantly into Jerusalem to be crowned the king of the Jews, what does he come in on? Anybody? The donkey, not a white stallion. His army is simply the pilgrims who are coming for the Passover. In every way, he gives up his power rather than seeking it. He doesn't use it to his advantage, as we heard in our epistle, but rather simply to give glory to God. But here's the most important part. Jesus Christ, Son of Man, is also the Son of God. He is both God and human. How many, how many of you remember the, the famous quote from C.S. Lewis that Jesus is either one of three things, either liar, lunatic, or Lord? So we're going to take a little pause here from our... From our message, I'm going to read a couple of quotes to you. And let's just pretend. Can we pretend this morning? Let's pretend a little bit. Let's pretend that you have a friend. And he says the following things. And many more just like them. Friend of yours, you've known him your whole life. And he says, before Abraham was born, I am. What? Your sins are forgiven. I and the Father are one. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Whoever obeys my word will never see death. I am the resurrection and the life. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? I am with you always to the very end of the age. Whatever you ask in my name, the, Lord, the Father will give you. Now, 
your friend, you've known him all your life, has said these things and many more just like them. What is your conclusion? Either he is nuts, completely off his rocker, or what's the only other opportunity? The only other conclusion? He is who he says he is. But you'd still check it out, wouldn't you? <laughs> of course you would. And that's what C.S. Lewis is saying. The world says, oh, Jesus, great moral teacher, but not the Lord, not the Son of God. And Lewis and all of us should say, he's either a liar or he's crazy, or he really is who he says he is. Because if you're a great moral teacher, would you say that you were God if you were not? Lewis also went on to say that Jesus, if he says this, is on the level of the man who says he's a poached egg. Have you ever seen a human being look like a poached egg? It's not. It's crazy. And so, Lewis would say, he is either a liar or he's a lunatic or he's something worse. He's a madman or something worse. He is the devil of hell trying to seduce you into following someone who isn't who he says he is to a destination where you don't want to go. But you can't say that he's a great moral teacher. You have to make a choice. Liar, lunatic, or Lord. All the evidence from history, from the last 2,000 years, even if we destroyed this Bible and didn't have this writing, there is so much evidence that Jesus is who he says he is. That he did live 2,000 years ago. That he was born of a virgin. That he lived a perfect life so that he could save each one of our imperfect lives from hell. That he did go to the cross. That he was crucified. That he did die. And that he most certainly rose from the dead. And therefore, if he did all of those things, just like he said he would, and rose from the grave, then he also must be God. Jesus Christ is the Barnum, the most influential human being in history. More books have been written about Jesus than anyone else. No one has quoted more than Jesus. No one has inspired more art than Jesus. No one has inspired more literature and other great books than Jesus. No one in his name has built more hospitals than Christians. No one has started more universities and colleges in his name than Christians. No one has followed in all of history more than Jesus. No one else is both God and man. No one else has risen from the dead and stayed alive.
most important fact of the most influential person in all of history is that he wants a relationship. You know why we love Hollywood? You know why we love the movie? Because we want someone to save us from all the suffering and the evil in the world. We want someone to finally provide justice. So we have these great movies and we're waiting for the happy ending for the good guys. Here's the problem. We don't have that personal connection, do we? And at the end of the day, we know that the superheroes are not real. What if they were? What if Superman really was your friend? What if Captain America knew your name? What if Iron Man truly died to save you? What if Luke Skywalker saw something in you that that he would give his life in order to redeem? Well, here's the truth. We already know someone like that. And that someone, of course, is Jesus himself. We're all searching for that happy Hollywood ending. And though we have family and friends who love us, maybe even a a spouse who is our, our soulmate, we don't have anyone who can be that hero who will destroy evil and put an end to suffering and make sure that there is justice for the world in the end. Well, here's your happy ending. The ultimate hero, Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, creator of the world, is also your Savior. And he came to this world, he came into human history, and he lived that perfect life, and he died on the cross to save you and to save me. And he wants that personal, intimate connection with you. And he gives it to you through his people and through his word and through his sacrament. And not only that, he has given you that Holy Spirit which lives right here in your heart. So you can take Super Jesus with you wherever you go. In fact, he is there always when you're hurting and when you're suffering and when you're lonely. And yes, even when you sin, providing that forgiveness which leads to the ultimate happy end, which is when you die, your ultimate hero will take you in his arms and bring you to be with his Father in heaven forever. Amen. Let's all rise now.